0: Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. We are now currently living in a day that is different from any other day. And there is a different kind of satanic power that has been released. And this kind will not go out except through prayer and fasting. I pray you're hearing me. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. And we'll speak from the subject of Close Encounters of Another Kind. Close Encounters of Another Kind. Now let's go down to verse twenty one as Mark also says that we're gonna be going back and forth, but there are certain things that Matthew mentions that Mark does not. We're gonna bring out a few of those, then we're gonna go further. Notice now we've just we've just read moments ago Mark, uh, Mark nine, verses uh fourteen, uh fourteen through twenty nine, and we see the end of this, the conclusion of this, is that the disciples were powerless to uh cast out a demon. Because the Lord said they had not been doing two things. What were those two things? Praying and fasting. All right. Let's look at that. Let's um, back up to verse 19. Let's look at that just for a moment. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Look at verse 21, how be it this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. So we know from last week that faith has something to do with this as well. And that when we fast and pray or pray and fast, it releases a supernatural faith in us that is able to cast out this kind of demon or this kind of problem. And we're going to really start there today. Now, notice in verse 21, it says, how be it this kind to say kind this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Notice the Lord did not say, you couldn't get this out, you couldn't get this situation to move, because the Lord talks about this situation being like a mountain. You could not get this situation to move, or this mountain to move out of your life, because um, he did not say, because you have not prayed and fasted. He didn't say that. He said, you couldn't get this to move because you haven't been Praying and fasting Because of He said you haven't Rather this kind comes out By nothing but prayer And fasting So Prayer Talks about a lifestyle Something continuous Prayer He didn't say you can do this Because you haven't Because you didn't pray He said prayer Meaning a lifestyle of prayer He didn't say this didn't happen Because you didn't fast He said fasting which talks about a lifestyle right which means that we're not just going to start fasting and praying just because we have a problem today and when the problem goes away most people will do what they'll stop praying and they'll stop fasting and that's what a lot of people do when the problem is there they pray when the problem is gone they stop praying but the lord said this kind this this kind of situation, this kind of struggle, this kind of mountain will not move by just prayer alone. Surely the disciples had been praying. We've talked about that before, the disciples tried to pray, tried to cast this devil out. They they tried it through prayer, but prayer alone would not move this kind of demon, this kind of problem, this kind of situation. Now the word kind here in the Greek is kinos. And kinos means family. It means offspring. It means stock. It means tribe. It means nation. Now there are several levels of demonic spirits. Hear me. Remember when the Lord was, uh, he was teaching about, um, Casting out devils and say, first you've got to bind, bind the spirit. Then you can go in and that you can, um, you can take the goods from his house. You, you can't spoil the strong man's goods until you bind the strong man. And he talked about how the devil had a kingdom, the kingdom of Satan. He talked about the kingdom of God. And he said that when an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, it goes out and it seeks rest. It goes into dry places and it seeks rest but it comes back and it finds the house swept, garnished and clean then it goeth and tries to find and finds more spirits I believe the number was seven but more spirits more wicked than itself and then they come in and occupy the house so that tells us that there are different levels of demonic power some more wicked than others and here's the problem saints please hear me For most of our lives, we have dealt with, um, problems now, uh, problems or situations that prayer alone could handle. We have had victory through prayer alone. Isn't that right? Somebody say, go pray about it. And, and you prayed about it and you saw victory. Didn't that, does anyone have that testimony? You prayed about it and you got the victory over it, right? But let me tell you something. We are now currently living in a day that is different from any other day. And there is a different kind of satanic power that has been released. And this kind will not go out except through prayer and fasting. I pray you're hearing me. Because if not, if you don't understand this, you will be like the disciples. Powerless, frustrated... Aggravated, upset, wondering why God is not answering me. Why is there no power? Because normally when I prayed for something, it happened. But now we're living in an hour when prayer alone won't do it. You're going to have to pray and fast. Now I'm going to show you through scripture the Lord willing today. And if you are willing. I'm going to show you in scripture today how this now, this, these verses of Scripture talks about the end-time church. And this is extremely relevant to us as an end-time church. And if we are not about the business of prayer and fasting, then we will not be victorious. Now, please do not compartmentalize uh, the demon in this little boy and think that this scripture is just talking about getting a demon out of somebody. Because demons inhabit or can influence more things than just the person. There are demons that can hover over and hinder wealth from coming to you. There are demons that can hinder your marriage. They can hinder your relationships. There are demons that can stir up trouble for you on your job in your workplace. There are demons that can sit on your children or your grandchildren. There are demons that can sit over ministries and and hold it down and and hold it in place. These are forces that are that are directly uh, coming against you to hold you down and to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. There are demons of sickness and disease. These things are in place. These are strongholds. Remember, Jesus said, He gave the example of the mountain. He said, you can't get this out of this or you have not been able to get this situation to move because of your unbelief or because of your lack of faith. Well, how do I generate the type of faith that will cause this mountain to move? Through fasting and through prayer, through prayer and fasting. The Lord's telling us that there is, that there are mountains. Or Now we're not talking about physical mountains, but there are problems that are so mountainous that are too high for us to climb over, too deep for us to dig under, and too wide for us to go around. For us to go around, it sits right in our way, and we're butting our head up against it month after month, month after month, and we're praying and praying and praying and praying, and it's getting to the place that many in the body of Christ are thinking that God is not answering me. He's not answering me because this situation has not moved. They're saying, God is not answering me. Maybe I've done something wrong. Maybe it's because of my sin. Maybe this, maybe that. Maybe this is why God's not answering me, but God has answered, And he's saying today that this kind of problem, this kind of situation, this kind of mountain will not move through prayer alone. You're going to have to implore fasting, a lifestyle of fasting to see this done. In some cases, individuals may fast. You may fast maybe certain days of the week. Uh, promise keepers one of the uh, national men's organizations uh, they fast on wednesdays and they they declare well we're going to uh, offer our breakfast and lunch to the lord not going to have breakfast and lunch and we're going to we're going to have dinner but we're going to offer our breakfast and lunch to the lord and we're going to all day we're going to just pray and uh, and seek his face in other words we're going to fast from, um, from sun up to sundown, we're gonna fast and seek the face of the Lord. Many times in scriptures, as a matter of fact, when Esther went before the, went before, uh, uh, the king, and Mordecai had set up a, a trap, you know, that, you know, where she couldn't really go in before the king, where she thought, I mean, it was against the rules for someone to go into before the king uninvited. Well, she told the people, hey, y'all fast. Fast that God will show me favor in the eyes of the king. That was a one-day fast. Not a 40 or 50-day fast. There are times to do 40. There are times to do 21. There are times to do others. But God would lead you uh, in the recommended time. This was not something that was done just out of the blue, out of ordinary. But the people of God had a history of fasting. A history of fasting. We can do more. And we'll, we'll talk more about fasting as we go through this. But today... I want you to understand, the Lord wants you to understand that we are now encountering a different kind of spirit, a different kind of entity that wants to hold you in place and hold you down. This entity, no matter how much energy you put into prayer, how much energy you put into saving, no matter how much energy you put into getting out of debt, no matter how much energy you put into making your marriage better or to making your job better or whatever things better, no matter how much you put toward it, it seems like nothing is happening because there is a different entity that is holding you back, holding that thing back. Now, we also see uh, different characteristics, and we're going to talk about different characteristics of this other kind. And you'll know really what type of spirit you are dealing with. You have to know your enemy. What are you dealing with? What are you dealing with? Because there were times before when we could simply pray and it would stop. We could simply pray and it would be done with. But if you've been praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying over matter and it has not moved and that mountain has not moved, whether you're dealing with your flesh or, or with addictions or habits or whatever this thing is, and you're praying and you're praying and you're praying and you praying and, and some have said, well, this is just me. This must be just who I am. That may be why God's not answering me. Maybe I'm supposed to be broke. Maybe I'm supposed to live here. Maybe I'm supposed to have this. You know, my temper, you know, God knows my temper. I can't, I prayed about it he had moved it from me so maybe this one's supposed to be i'm telling you that there is another kind that there's another kind of entity another kind of principality that will not be moved except we pray and fast except through prayer and fasting i pray you with me today Let's look at some characteristics of it here in the book of Matthew, and then we're going to go further over to the book of Mark. It is so important, people of God, uh, for you to pray for leadership. All right, verse 14 in Matthew says again, And when they were come to the multitude, now Jesus, of course, and the disciples, Jesus and three disciples were in the mount, what we call the mount of transfiguration, The Lord showed them his glory there on the mountain. And then they were coming back, Jesus and three disciples, Peter, James, and John. Now, the Lord had a total of 12 disciples at this point here. So he took three preachers up with him and and left nine preachers there in the town. Are you with me? He left nine preachers, nine, the number of birthing. He left those nine there they surely they can hold it down while the lord goes away now this is of course another end time picture of the church today the lord has ascended did he not yes he did he ascended on high the bible in the book of ephesians and he gave gifts unto men and we are waiting for his return waiting on him to come back down from the mountaintop are you with me Remember, as we just said a moment ago in communion, the Lord said, you do do this in remembrance of me because you do show my death till I come. I'm coming back. So at this point, the disciples were there in the valley. They were in the city and the presence of the Lord was not with them. God's presence was not with them, But the Lord comes down. Uh, with the three and it says and when they were come to the multitude there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying Lord have mercy on my son for he is what lunatic is anybody reading with me for he is lunatic and sore vexed for oft times he falleth into the fire and off into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. They couldn't cast it out. Notice the first characteristic of this different kind is that it. this father described it as lunatic. So let's look at the word lunatic and really uh, get into that and find out what lunatic means. Now, lunatic, lunatic. Uh, means in the Greek, you would find it to mean moonstruck, lunatic, moonstruck, and it was thought that, um, especially in Bible times, there that if someone was lunatic, there was thought that uh, when they went to sleep, uh, the the moonlight shone upon them and it created some form of they call it lunacy. They got crazy depending on the the phases of the moon and some people still think today well you know it's a full moon out no telling what's going to happen tonight There's a full moon out because the moon goes through different phases it creates different reactions in some people So so the father was saying my son is lunatic that is sometimes he's fine and sometimes he's not lunatic now uh, the word lunatic can be also derived from the word loon. You ever hear anybody call somebody loony? You loony. You crazy. Even cartoons named after that, they call it loony what? Looney tunes. Crazy. Right? So the father was saying, hey, my son is crazy. He is, he is good one moment and he's bad another moment. Depending on how the moon is shining. I don't know what he is going to do. And um, in the medical profession, they may even call that person bipolar. I don't know what they're going to do. They could depend on what the moon is doing. I don't know. They just sometimes they they're fine, and other times they they they're all out of them beside themselves. Sometimes they own the chain, and sometimes they alter the chain. And we have no idea what they're going to do. He said, "Have mercy on me, for my son is lunatic. He's lunatic." And uh, like we said, um, the word, this word uh, comes from the Latin word. It can also, it's also derived from the Latin word luna, which means of the moon, as we said. And can mean someone who goes mad with the changes of the moon. So this condition, as we talk about this kind of spirit, sometimes things get better. It's like it relaxes its grips. It, it relaxes its grip. Sometimes things get better, but then sometimes it gets worse. Lunatic. You don't know what is going to happen. Sometimes the marriage is great. Sometimes it's very bad. So you're in the hole, but then you get, yeah, then you come out, but then you get right back in the hole. It seems like it keeps going back and forth, back and forth. And this father here of the child is tormented because he never knows what this boy is going to do. He said, oft times it throws him into the fire and sometimes into the water. Now here is this child, this is your child, this is his only child, as written there in the book of Luke. This is his only child and he has no idea what this child is going to do. So when you have a child and you don't know what they're going to do, you're hesitant to bring them out in public, aren't you? You don't know if you go into Walmart, take the child to Walmart, whether the child going to reach up and slap you or cuss you out in front of everybody. You have no idea whether they're going to just roll around on the floor and just cut up and it just, you have no idea. You don't want to take this child just anywhere. By the same token, you don't know about, uh, here again, we don't want to car, we don't want to, um, uh, just relegate this thing just to a demon and a boy. But you don't know what your finance is going to be Or your credit is going to be Or you don't know how your health is going to be You have no idea It is so uncertain And this is a characteristic of this lunacy Of this other kind That where you cannot get relief from it It goes and comes It goes and comes But every time it comes It gets worse and worse and worse Are you with me? First thing we can see of this spirit, of this kind, is its lunacy. There's something wrong here. There's something wrong here, and God wants us to have relief. But we can pray, God, get it off of me. God, get it off me. God, get it off me. We can pray, and you're keeping it off you just for a moment, only for it to come back on you again, time after time after time after time again. And the Lord said, if you want deliverance from this kind it's going to happen through prayer and fasting. Through prayer and fasting. Here again, the Lord may not require, you may not have to go on a 40-day a fast. And I would advise you not to unless you've directly heard from the Lord. You may start off from sunup to sundown. Or you may start off saying, I'm not going to eat breakfast today. I'm just going to... Uh, I'll eat at lunch but I'm going to give the rest of, I'm going to give the whole morning to the Lord I'm going to give the morning to the Lord And fasting and in prayer You say I'm going to do it all week All week I'm not going to eat lunch uh, You can say I'm just going to eat breakfast And I'm not going to eat lunch I'm going to just give the whole day to the Lord In fasting And in seeking Him about the situation in my life Are you with me? You say I'm going to do it for seven days Next seven days I'm going to seek the Lord diligently In fasting and in prayer then after that, or here again, we just don't just fast for that moment. After that, you may say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast um, regularly. I'm going to fast once a month regularly or once a week regularly to have this lifestyle of prayer and fasting. Are you with me? Now, let's go over to the book of Mark. I want to show you some things here in the book of Mark. Now, this is incredibly important for us to know because when all of us leave this building, we'll be confronted with this kind again. And this kind will not go away just by you praying about it alone. We're going to have to pray and fast. And here in the book of Mark, the Lord shows us so many keys here. as He talks about the church, the present day church. If he tells us how to get victory, here again, not just over a demon in a boy, or a demon in a girl, not just over demonic possession. But there are spirits that sit over different areas in your life that are doing their best to hold you down and hold you back from where you're supposed to be. There are spirits of fear. Remember the word of God declares God has not given you a spirit of fear but love, power, and a sound mind. And these spirits of fear can be lunatic, so to speak. Sometimes you're afraid and sometimes you're not. You don't know what's going to happen in this next meeting or in this next situation. Are you going to freak out? Are you going to have a panic attack? Are you going to be okay? All you know is that this spirit of lunacy has a hold on you and you can't break free from it. Well, how are you going to break free from it? The Lord Jesus tells you through prayer and through fasting. Are you with me? So the Lord gives us different keys. And if if you're patient, if you can go with me, if you have a hunger for the word of God, the Lord has given me a lot. A lot to give you today. And we'll give you just a little bit of that today or as much as you can receive today. And so here again, let's go over to the book of Mark, Mark 9, and also start at verse 14. And it says, and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. Now we're going to go here line by line and really glean from the word of God to find out exactly what the, what the Lord is saying to us. Because fasting and prayer happens at the end of this, and there are so many things that build up to it for us to know how to get victory over these recurring situations. The Bible even declares in the book of Psalms that there are some sins that are, uh, there, that there are, rather that there is what's called besetting sins. Sins that so easily beset us. That means that there are uh, traps set by the enemy that so easily entangle us and it's the same ones it's the same sin it's the it's the same temptation that so easily knocks us down when we get up and we begin to run for the run run for the lord the devil says well i know what gets her i know what gets him here's the same thing i'll have so and so to get up and just Talk about her like a dog. I'll have somebody to be mean to her. I'll have someone, um, uh, or to a man. I'll, I'll have this woman come in there showing all of her skin and all of her voluptuous body parts. And I know how to get him. I can just do this and that and the other. Are you with me? Oh, I know how to get them. i I'll, I'll bring somebody around him that hadn't seen him in a while. And I'll have them to say, gee, you have gained some weight, haven't you? What, what you mean? Have you not looked in the mirror yourself? <laughs> Lord, that gets my goat when people do that. But I know how to get them. I'll point out their weakness. I'll point this out and I'll show them that. And what will happen? Phew, we lose steam and we stop. Some things that are so easily entangled, so easily get us time after time after time after time. Time again. I'm not sure what, the, what area of your life that is easily, that in, how the enemy can easily entangle you in those areas, but those are besetting sins, or those are uh, areas that, uh, that we need to deal with. Because we shouldn't want to be entangled in that all the time. That shouldn't be a hot button for the enemy over your life continually. Are you with me? So, Let's learn how to deal with these things in the word of God. So in verse 14, and I don't think we're going to get any further than this today. But in verse 14, it says, and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning them. So the Lord Jesus comes down from the mountain with Peter, James and John, and they find his he finds his disciples, the nine preachers. And there are a great crowd of people, a lot of folk all around. Can you imagine that using your imagination? There are a lot of people all around them. And scribes, these religious leaders, were questioning them. The word questioning here is also interpreted arguing. They were arguing with the disciples. So Jesus comes back after... His wonderful experience, he's just been in the glory of God. His glory has just been shining, and Peter, James, and John have just had an awesome experience there. He comes back to find his church, the the nine preachers representing the church. He comes back to find the church surrounded by conflict, by people, and religious people, taunting them or tormenting them or harassing them as to why they're powerless well if God's with you why couldn't you handle that situation because understand the disciples had already tried to cast the spirit out of the lunatic out of the boy and they couldn't do it so the disciples already and I want you to hear this let's look in the mind of the disciples just for a moment that the mind of the disciples will see their condition Right now, we we know that they're confused after they tried to cast the spirit out of the boy. I'm sure they're confused as to I uh, so what maybe what's wrong with me, or have I sinned, or or have I lost my anointing? That's what the church is asking now as to why they're powerless to get rid of certain things, or they're frustrated uh, and they, as all nine tried and failed. Maybe Mark went in and said, hey, I got got this. In the name of Jesus, come out. And that spirit said, yeah, whatever. And he went out, boys, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Then Luke said, I got this, I got this. In the name of Jesus, come out. And that spirit said, oh, whatever. He said, oh, no, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then the others went in one after one. Not one preacher, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight. But all nine of them went in to cast the spirit out of this boy. And none of them could do it. So they're worried. They're frustrated. They're aggravated. They're aggravated maybe asking the Asking the question, I mean, to themselves, how long is Jesus going to stay up there? Where, where is Jesus? Are you with me? They are disappointed because they, uh, they, they were so sure that they could do it. They are embarrassed before the Father and the scribes in a large crowd. They are discouraged. And now they are being harassed by the religious leaders. As the religious leaders come in, the scribes come to them. Come to these preachers that are representing churches here. Come to these preachers and tell them or begin to mock them or harass them or question them or argue with them. Why don't you have the power? Why can't you get your congregation healed? Why is your life in such a shamble? Are you with me? If you are saved, if you know God, then why? The argument I'm sure was uh they they had with them was i thought you had a relationship with jesus i thought you were saved so why can't you get your marriage together why can't you get this to move i thought you knew god i thought you had power with god mr saved man miss saved woman i thought you had power with god so why are you always broke I thought your God heard your prayers. I thought that you walk with Jesus. You said you do, don't you? You go to church and all that. You read your Bible in the break room. So why can't you get this to move? I wonder, is anybody hearing me? I don't know. They thought, I thought Jesus gave you power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Didn't you tell me that last week? But here's a situation that you prayed about and you can't get it to move. And they're arguing back and forth. Oh, the disciples, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then being pummeled with these questions. And I'm sure they're asking questions about Jesus. Why does your master eat with sinners and associate with sinners anyway? Why does he do miracles on the Sabbath day? How and why does he forgive sinners of their sin? And and what's this thing about grace and truth that came by Jesus? Don't you believe in the law, disciples? Don't you believe in it? So the disciples had already had a very bad day. I had a terrible time. They were frustrated. They were upset, discombobulated. They were worried. Is it sin? Am I in sin? Have I lost favor with God? Have I lost the anointing? Is this why I can't get this sickness out of my body? Is this why I can't save any money? Is this why I can't get but three people in my church service? Is this why, Lord? Is this why nobody's falling out when I blow on them? (laughs) So they're worried, they're upset, then they get harassed. And it is on this scene that Jesus comes. Now, these scribes are not attacking them in the back room somewhere. No, this is in wide open. There's a crowd of folk. In other words, the media is there, the television cameras are there, the newspapers are there, the tabloids are there. These preachers now, I mean, they're in modern day times, hear me, their their faces are shown and the people see, oh, these they look like idiots. They say they know Jesus, but they have no power. Film at 11. <laughs> look at the church. They say they know Jesus, but the preachers are going with the boys. film at 11 so it is upon this scene that Jesus comes down the mountain and he asks a question in verse 15 you see when Jesus gets back he straightens things out Amen. Amen. verse 15 he says and straightway or rather let's look um, yeah, verse 15 and straightway all the people oh we have to come back to this and straightway all the people when they beheld him Uh, were glad, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. Verse 16. And he asked the who. He didn't ask the multitude. He didn't ask the disciples. He asked the scribes, the ones that were persecuting the church. He asked them, what question ye with them? In other words, what you talking about with them? Say it to my face. He is right here. Say it to me. What, What you saying to him? Huh? I didn't hear that. What? What you saying to him? Say it again to me. Repeat your words to me, in other words. What are you questioning? I love the Lord because when he comes, he shuts mouths up. That's right. That's right. When he steps on the scene, when his presence comes, all mouths are silenced when Jesus gets there. Let me show you one more thing, and then we're going to close out. Look what happens in verse 15 when the Lord comes back. He says, In straightway all the people. When they beheld him, when they saw Jesus, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. Now, before Jesus came back, all of the eyes of the people were looking at who? The disciples, the church. But when the presence of the Lord gets here, all eyes are upon Jesus. When they beheld him, when they saw him, When they experienced his presence, all eyes went to him. And the Bible says they came running to him. When the presence of the Lord hits the church, when his presence fills the room, we won't have a problem getting people to come to church. They'll run to church because they know Jesus is there. But the problem is that there's not been a lot of prayer and Fasting. But when Jesus comes, they see him. The godly, the ungodly. They see him. And are greatly amazed. And they run. And they salute him, the Bible says. Or they they greet him. They begin to talk to Jesus for themselves. Not through a preacher. Preacher, would you pray for me please? Would you ask, would you talk to Jesus for me? Would you pray for me? No. When they saw Jesus, they wanted to have an intimate relationship with him themselves. They ran up and saluted him. To salute means to pull somebody close. To greet him, to welcome them, to give them salutations. When you greet someone, even now, don't you hug him? Hey, how you doing? When you greet him, they wanted to pull him close. And that's what they did when the presence of the Lord Comes when he comes. When he comes, now there is just so much more I want to give you. Just so much more I want to give you. Oh, it's just so much more I want to give you. But when the church begins to fast and to pray, who are we fasting and praying about, preacher? What am I fasting and praying about? Yeah, I need more money. So I'm fasting and praying. I'm get some more money. That's what I'm fasting and praying about. I need more money. You know, the more needful thing to get this lunatic spirit off of you is to fast and pray for his presence to come. Because when his presence hits the scene, that lunatic spirit going to get up out of here. When his presence comes. Let's pray for his presence. Let's pray for his appearing, for his manifestation. Let's pray for his glory to fill our lives and our homes and our vehicles, everywhere that we are. Let's pray that the people of God, that, that the unsaved or the saved, let's pray that they will not see us, but they would, that they would see the glory of God shrouding us all around us. Let's pray when we lay hands or when we, when we yeah, when we lay hands on them, they're not feel our hands, but let them feel the hands of God when they hear us let's pray that they not hear us but hear God speaking through us because when Jesus shows up he steps up and deals with what's been dealing with you oh I heard that Holy Ghost that is good he steps up when his presence appears he'll he will deal with what's been dealing with you what's been harassing you and he will give you wisdom the wisdom that you will need to overcome This other kind that's been tormenting you for such a long time. Yes, there is hope. And the answer and the conclusion is it is it comes through fasting and prayer or prayer and fasting. We're going to pick up on this next week, Lord willing. If you receive the word of God today, then give the Lord a mighty hand of praise in Jesus. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org.